This is A. Lewis 12 with Game of Clones, and you're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast, a podcast where we get to hear about big tips and things that rhyme with bleed out. What a piece of junk! This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Oh, switch off! If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. about what's ahead in October, more territory battle changes, BB-8 and his secret intel, trivia, and more. Coming up. Hello and welcome to the 65th episode of the Shattered Order podcast, where everything's made up and the points don't matter, just like your seven-star cup. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Um, if you notice what I'm wearing tonight, uh, wearing my Aaron Rodgers jersey, he did really well for me in fantasy. I had him and Jordy on my Dynasty team, so off to a good start. How about you? Um, di- Do you say Dynasty or Homer team? either <laughs> sounds like homer to me now we have a dynasty league where you get to keep most of your players and i think this is our fifth year in it hey so people wanted to hear me rant i heard so oh my uh God. let me just say that 10 second runoffs are stupid next time make the right call on the field so you don't screw us out of a win that's all i'm saying I- I had a really clever way to get on this topic, but you jumped right into it. If you don't know, the Lions got screwed. It's one of the worst rules in football. That was atrocious. Well, it's Absolutely like, okay, terrible. so you made the wrong call on the field, and because yep. you made the wrong call and then switched it, we had to run 10 seconds off, and instead of being able to yep. run a play from the one with 10 seconds left, we just lose the game because you can't see. What a stupid call. Anyways, is, before <laughs> I will go off on this for an hour if you let me, so we should probably move on. But there's a, something else I would like to share. So last week... Hold on, real quick. Okay, go I ahead. I want to stay on sports for a second. Do mm-hmm. you know why I'm about to play this? I do. I don't think anyone do really... I don't, think, I don't think all the uh, listeners... We'll understand. I don't know if we've ever talked about your NBA affiliations well, there. I'm from Oklahoma City, and Westbrook just got paid. The man's staying, so uh, it's been a pretty good week here in Oklahoma City. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, that's and uh, was it? Someone said it was on Kevin Durant's birthday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's my the, favorite part. 
<laughs> the largest NBA deal was for Westbrook was signed on Kevin Durant's birthday. It's kind of beautiful. Love yeah. it. Well timed. Hell yeah. So before we get into all the Star Wars stuff, I just want to uh, talk about broken things. So last week, perfect. We talked about my my uh, tungsten ring that broke, right? Yep. What I didn't mention before that was that uh, I my garage door. I had my car parked or my SUV parked in the garage, and I went to open my garage about two months ago, and the trunk of my car was open. So when the garage started opening, the li- one of the lips of one of the panels got caught on the door to my car and oh. folded my garage door in like a pancake or like a taco. Not good. Yeah, so it's been shut and with nothing inside of my garage for about two months because that's like oh. $1,700 for a new garage. Awesome. On top of that, my phone got dropped and uh, broke the camera and it turned into a both an iPhone and a hot plate. So there was that. And then uh, the best part, the new thing that broke. Now I can't even remember the new thing. (laughs) I will say about your phone, at least it was the camera and not the screen. Because then you would have been going through what I was going through. I now remember what the new thing was. So I was in the kitchen making dinner for my triplets. And... uh, I hear this big crashing sound. So I turn around and I walk into my living room and luckily for me, well, not luckily. First off, I see my TV laying on the ground, but then I realize that my daughter is underneath Ah, it. Ah, yes. And uh, so I grab her and I make sure she's okay. She was fine, but the TV was not. And uh, my 65 inch TV in my living room has been destroyed. And uh, that is no bueno. This might be the worst month and a half for broken things, expensive broken things for me in like ever. Yeah, that sucks. That's pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. Garage door, phone, ring, TV. What? A, what? A, almost a kid. The hits just keep on coming. Yes, yeah. Waddles. But I did unlock BB-8, so Ugh. all is well. Yeah. Well, I could, all I could think was, think how many seven-star new characters I could buy if I didn't have to buy a garage. No <laughs> kidding. What is that, four, maybe? Uh, at least, maybe more. <laughs> well, I want to ask you, but we'll move on. We've been talking right. about, a lot about the Clone Wars this week in yes, Discord. So what are your plans, and when are you going to watch it? I am going to watch it at some point. Hopefully this year... Um, Problem is football, American Horror Stories back, kind of got a conflict of interest going on at the moment. So my my question was going to be for you was, you know, once you start watching, we should get a weekly like number on a scale of one to ten, with ten being absolutely despise and one being I love them. Just a weekly counter of what your clone hatred slash love is after the episodes you've watched i like this like a clone hate update yes let's see where the slider is falling as you watch through the show that'd be awesome all right i like it we'll we'll do that for sure sounds good uh next thing is one to update everybody on dan's punishment it is incoming it will be here next week i will just say for now that um we're going to have some sort of 
guest reading a poem. Oh, uh, a guest? Okay, yeah. so it's not me. Misa thinks it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait for whoever that is that's going to have to do that. It's going to be good. All right, uh, on to Patreon subscribers. Uh, nobody knew this week, but we still have all of our new September people. Uh, Ringer, Vestarakai, DJ Rock, Infidel, Rook, and Optimus. Not Prime, just, you know, Optimus. Um, so we have decided, based on last week's episode, which seemed to be enjoyed by everybody, people really liked that Q&A that we did. So what we're going to do is start doing that every month, at the end of the month, and anyone who is a Patreon subscriber at any level, this is going to be the base thing, we're going to do that Q&A. We're going to have you send us questions, audio questions, and we're going to play them and then answer them on the podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, everybody seemed to really enjoy that. And we thought it was a lot of fun. So. Oh, yeah, that was fun. And if you continue to send text um, questions as Patreons, I will continue to give you ridiculous voices in my own recordings. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. I'll... And if we get enough, I'll jump in on it, too. So, so if everyone thought that Waddles actually talks like this, it was actually <laughs> me. So. <laughs> Perfect. Um, one other thing before we get into the content. I, hey, I made a new video this week. Uh, actually, right before BB-8, which is kind of sad, but. You surprised uh, even basically, me. Basically, <laughs> yeah. It was basically like a how-to galactic war video a lot of people you know always ask him what are the best tricks with galactic war because people seem to have hell with it now with all this you know gear 12 nonsense so you can go check that out on our youtube channel yes where you're watching this now live if you're there <laughs> exactly sweet well i have not watched it yet because this past week has been crazy. But I look Sounds forward like to it. it. Because it will give me something to do once I get off of here and start working on my dailies. Yep. Sweet. Well, All why right. don't we jump into the amazing content update from today. Sounds good. <laughs> so, this is odd to me. What is different at 43 stars than every other tier? Or was just something missed in the code, I wonder. Because one of the things in the update was that the 43-star Territory Battle gear rewards have now been fixed. Guilds that reach 43 in the last Territory Battles will receive their correct rewards, as well as compensation for the error. So it's kind of curious, you know. 43 stars got the wrong rewards, or no rewards, or something. And all I could think of, is there an extra box that shows up there? Like, what, what happened? This is weird to me. That's a good question. I'm, my guess was somehow maybe the old rewards for 43 stars was, was still programmed or something along those lines. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, that happened and now it's fixed. So there's that. Perfect. Added functionality for specific Google promotional gift card redemption. Huh? What? Specific Google promotional gift card? 
Very detailed. Yeah. Is it just talking about regular gift cards, or is there going to be a Google promotional Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes gift card? Because if so, let the uh, let the uh, Apple versus Android uh, hate continue if they give out promotional gift cards. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> this is me um, just thinking back to K2. That's probably not at all what this is. T- it's probably talking about regular gift cards, but to me, I read specific Google promotional gift card, and I thought Android-specific Star Wars Galaxy of Hero gift card. Not a, not a thing, but uh, we'll see if it what that's about. That was weird. But then there were some other translation fixes, so for our... I think it was French and Japanese friends. You can see things a little better or understand them. They fixed some some wording on some stuff. So, yeah, that was cool. the hot fix today. Fun and exciting. <laughs> uh, Waddles just mentioned in the live chat that he thinks the issue was they didn't get the extra purple gear that they were supposed to get. So, like the uh, the Gear 11 finishers, basically. Gotcha. The the thing that made, well, that's not the, the thing, but the that's part of what made them better this time around. I could see how you know. I could definitely see being pissed about that because if just the number of prototypes went up five or six, like it seemed like they did, without all the extra stuff, it probably wouldn't have seemed that big of an improvement. Yeah. But for the most part, once those rewards came out you could see from everyone else posting them everywhere if you're on any any other discords besides your own that everyone was getting better rewards than that so definitely a bug so it's nice that they fixed that for those people that did get 43 i think we got 37 stars again but we got a pretty good amount of gear we got um 11 and then 12 of the new gold pieces we got uh 14 of the new purples 13 of the new purples and then 41 of the mark 4 comlinks and 30 of the mark 4 uh bacta gels so we were we were pretty happy much much better than the old rewards Yes, definitely. Once I saw that, I was uh, I was appeased. The numbers yeah. on the old stuff were pretty damn good, and the uh, updates on the newer stuff seems like still seems like it's gonna take a while to get certain pieces fully craft. But uh, yeah, that's fine. Which we expected. But at least now, I mean, you're getting a little bit wider variety, which gives you a better chance to, you know, have less to buy or better chance at getting something you need plus those uh, gear 11 finishers are really nice how many uh gear 12 characters you got now <laughs> i'm gonna give you one guess zero goose egg like i said i'm still unbelievable i'm still farming uh first order every day with my energy like i said it's it, i'm still getting well, top 50 in arena i don't i still haven't we'll gotten to, to the arena. point where uh it's hurting me too bad, so. Cool. Yep. All right, what's next? Territory Battles. This is something I saw in the last one we did where that was supposed to be fixed, and I was wondering what the hell was going on, and now there is an explanation as to what happened, and it makes perfect sense. 
to me at least, after I read it. So one of the funniest parts to this, though, is if you read... Here, I'll put it up on the screen so everyone can see it. One second here. All right, here it is. And bam. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Okay, so... I love that the first part of this post by Rydigs has a legend. Because he uses these I'm not phrases. Sure I've seen this post. What's that? I'm not sure I've seen this post. It's a it was the post we talked about last week. There's a reply on it for that was done oh. this week. Gotcha. Okay. But uh Basically, in the beginning of his post, he said, all right, this is what a phase is when I'm talking about that in this post. This is what a vertical strip is in this post, and this is what a territory is in this post. So for the purposes of repeating what he said in his post, I will repeat his legend. So a phase is a single time period or 24 hours. And as far as that 24 hours goes for the phase, they're going to call those three, one, two, or three groupings that you have during a phase the vertical strip. So in phase one, you have one. Phase two, you have two. In phase three and on, you have three in the vertical strip. Okay? And then he said territories are one area within that vertical strip. All right? So that was the legend. I just thought it was hilarious there was a legend there. Anyways, guilds may have found that same required units and missions showing across some individual strips or vertical strips on the map. So, like I saw in the territory battle, which I thought was fixed, was let's say the middle oh. needed uh, Phoenix characters. Well, if the the middle the middle territories platoons did not have uh, Phoenix in it, but the bottom territory could still have had Phoenix in it, even though they're on the same vertical strip and uh yeah so even though they weren't in the platoons for the group that the phoenix were in you were still trying to platoon them to the south one or whatever one that wasn't the one that the mission was in so it was still gotcha. causing problems if that makes it sense mm. and i saw that during the territory battle i'm like this was supposed to be fixed but uh if people have to deploy these into this platoon they're not gonna be able to use them in the mission. Yep. Well, that is not the way they intended it to be. They said that individual territories had these units locked from t platoons, but did not in vertical strips as intended in their last territory battle update. So, in the next territory battle, we should be able to see that a vertical strip will not have characters that are used in special missions in any of the platoons. So that will be very helpful. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That is good to know because that kind of created a bit of a riot on Discord servers and the Reddits. Go figure. The internet <laughs> turned into a cesspool. <laughs> well, you know, we're back to the point where um, it came from Reddit is slowly disappearing again because of just the way things are going. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But... We still we still reached in and pulled some stuff from Reddit, so that we'll get to that. But, cool. Yeah. So those are the changes to territory battles. It'll be nice to have those extra those people not in there 
because platoons get obnoxious when you're losing out on currency because you don't want your characters to die in the next phase of the territory battle. Yep, that's an understatement. All right, let's talk about what happened this week in Swaga. Uh, something I wanted to bring up was one of my arena mates, uh, Ronaldo. He created this pretty badass little bot for Discord. Basically, what it does is you kind of create a server in your Discord channel for your guild or whatever, and people put the links to their uh, swgoh.gg profile, and you can have the bot reference any specific character there. So you can do, like, I can't remember exactly what the code is, but it's like slash info and then the character. So, like, you could put Han or whatever, and it will give you the stats for him, his health, protection, speed, potency, damage, basically the information you want to know really quick. So if you're talking about somebody, about your team, you can just type that in, and it'll punch it in so people can see it rather than, you know, having to go to the game, take a screenshot, and all that nonsense. <laughs> super, super useful. So your and phone's not filled like, with screenshots of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes exactly. like mine is? Yeah, mine's full of that. <laughs> and something else it'll do is it can check and it'll tell you the number of people that have a character and what star level everyone has them at and stuff like that. Very awesome. So I highly recommend it. There is a link to the Discord uh, server that he created for the bot that will be in the show notes and you can go check that out if you want. I'm going to have to check that out. You should send Very me awesome. that link. Why haven't you sent me that link yet? Oh, why well, haven't sent? <laughs> you know what? I'm literally gonna do it right now. <laughs> so for the third time, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> yeah, might might be more than that. No Possibly, I have the memory of it'll a goldfish. A, it'll be a DM this time, so that'll make it easier. Slide into my DMs. Um, ah, that sounds. <laughs> Um, all right, so we finally figured out who the October login character is. Who's that? See this coming? Did I see it coming? No. I didn't either. I saw. Talia. I saw B two coming, and uh, that that was my prediction too. And we'll kind of get into why and the reasons BB eight, but we'll get into that here in a bit. Um. Yeah, uh, Night Sister that was in the game from the very beginning. I mean, I think she's one of the very first characters you get. She's the first Dark Side uh, character you get, I think. Um, is she? Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe I'm lying. Might I be. think she is. I don't remember, man. Uh, it's been so damn I, long. I don't know. <laughs> she's one um, of the first. Yeah, so... Either way, she's original character. There's some people like Night Sisters. I don't get it. Uh, they've never been that appealing to me, but I haven't seen, you know, the series that would make you like them, so whatever. Are you farming them? Actively? Or sure, uh, have actively. I farmed them in the past? Actively or passively, however you want to look at it. Okay, well, let me just give you three answers. I have not found I have not farmed them in the past. 
I have not farmed them in the present, and I will not farm them in the future. How's that? <laughs> I think that pretty much answers my question. Uh, so three of them I actually have at seven stars. They're pretty easy to get. However, uh, Acolyte and Talia are the two that I don't have at seven stars, so I'm probably going to get Acolyte up a little bit so that... I can finish knocking it out seven stars. I did the cat. Eh, God bless. Can't speak. I did the calculations on how long it takes to go from zero shards to full seven star for either one of these characters based on three cantina refreshes per day since they are eight energy nodes and it would take approximately 15 days or so. Two weeks, basically. But then you're spending 300 crystals a day on a night sister. <laughs> that is. Accurate. There are so and many other Cantina people that I would want before them. Yes, I'm I really might hoping... even farm uh, Lando. Oh, oh my God! Before wow, a night really? sister. That is that's saying something. Uh, so I mean, with her being a login character, there's definitely a rework coming. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. I would. I mean, I, everybody'd be shocked if that didn't happen. However, well, we knew it was on their calendar for some distant That's time true. in the future so if that distant time is this month makes sense yep and the question is are they going to be used to get a new character uh whatever the other night sister is that people like right, mother talzin is that was anyway here's my thought with uh, this. okay first off i don't think it's a okay. legendary event so if people are freaking out about that i wouldn't because Literally, we have people that fill our guild. Let's say 40 out of 50, most likely, have been playing this game since it came out. And yep. in our guild, not a single person has Night Sister Acolyte, Acolyte, the one that's a cantina that's farm, <laughs> at seven stars. Like, and I gotta think that across the entire game, this is a theme. Like, unless that's you are like percentage. spending tons of money and getting you know you have just every cantina character and you're just going down the line of which one i'm going to farm next and you have acolyte because guaranteed that's at the bottom of your list of what you're going to farm and you have yep. them that means the giant the major majority of the player base is probably not going to have acolyte at seven stars so to me there's a couple things so it can be something someone mentioned a heroic battle in uh, our Discord as something that might be coming, like the second one, kind of like the Ewoks was the first one. There might be a Night Sister one this month for that. Yeah. You're not going to need seven stars for that. It might be interesting that way. And then the other one is it just another... If they do introduce Mother Talzin, that it would just be a marquee event and a rework of the Night Sisters to go with her. I don't think there's a legendary event. That's just my thought. I hope there's not because I am going to farm them a little bit because I don't like not having characters. I'm at the point, the only two characters I don't have unlocked is Rolo and Hermit Yoda. So I would be rather annoyed if I couldn't get, you know, some random ass character I don't care about. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of become a goal at this point. But anyway, so... Legendary, maybe. I, I think it's more likely to be a marquee event, but you never know. And definite rework. 
Yep, I agree. I think it'll be a rework for sure. But all right, that's the, the that is the reason I'm not farming them because I still want all my first order at seven star. Even though I'm not going to get BB8 at seven star this time around, a I want them the neck him the next time around, and B first order is still probably going to be stronger after the new movie comes out, and I want both my resistance team and my first order team to be. Good when that comes out, so that whatever comes with it yep. will make them even better. So that is a good strategy. Hard to go wrong there. Yep, exactly. So that's uh, you know what? That's where if, I'm at with that. If there was an event for them, there they would probably be on the calendar. So let's go check out the calendar for October. What do you say? Let's ride the Segway over there. Perfect. All right, we're on it. <laughs> All right, Territory Battles, October 2nd, 12th, and 23rd. Those are the start dates for the upcoming Territory Battles. Very exciting stuff. Get prepared. Um, Dread those dates. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. no. Here it comes again. Yeah. Uh, I like Territory Battles. They're fun. I don't. It's not that I don't like them. It's that I have two accounts, and it stresses me the hell out. That's your own damn fault for having two accounts. Drop one. I can't. Right. That's the other oh, problem. <laughs> I put too much work into it. Fair enough. I just got my seven-star Kenobi on it. Yeah. Well, um, Omega Battles, October 4th, 16th, and 22nd. Assault Battle Ground War, October 16th. Always love seeing those assault battles come back. So do I. Uh, Which assault... one's Ground War? I, I That's the Jedi one. The Sith versus the Jedi, I think. Yeah, I thought that was place, Places of Power, where you use Sith and First Order. Someone will ch- in chat will tell us, I'm sure. Ground Ground War, I think, is the, the Resistance Empire one? one. The Empire? Where you face the annoying Ewoks. I'm not sure. Yeah, who knows? You, you know what we should do? We should write this down so that we know everything. <laughs> so that whenever every time happens, one of these comes up in the calendar, we never know which one it is. There it is. So, yeah. Ground War is the against the Separatists. So that's the one you can use yep. resistance. There we go. So easy Perfect. money for me. I'm in it. Um, the Yoda event is coming. I don't remember the date because I didn't write it down. I think it's mid-October, around the 16th, 18th, something like that. Um... Apparently, Ground War is the one against the Separatist. <laughs> like a... Yes. Yes, it is. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Daring Droid event, the R2 event, is coming back October 26th. They'll be here until November 1st. And I can't wait to get my Thrawn to 7th. Wait, what did you say? Yeah, that's the problem. You said R2? That is the problem, yeah. Uh, because, see, because I'm waiting for my 7-star Thrawn, too. He's, he's a... Six star, and he just kind of chill. Or maybe he's five star. Hell, I don't know. Mine's at level 50, gear he's one. Like, seven. what are you doing, dude? Why aren't you using yeah. me? Like, because you're five star, get out of my face. I actually leveled mine up a little bit and was using him. He wasn't too bad, but I'm not using him. He looks anymore. awesome. I would love to yeah, use him, but he's pretty good. I can't, um, I don't have any reason to gear him right now. It's... He's not going to make my resistance I... better in Galactic War. Let's just say that. So. <laughs> I don't. I mean, okay, the R two events coming back. Why would they? Okay, they brought that back early last time. 
because of Commander Luke Skywalker. So they're either bringing it back this time because this is going to be the normal cadence and we'll expect to see Thrawn at the end of November. Or they're bringing Thrawn back this month, which is possible and wouldn't surprise me. However, there could be a reason the R2 event's coming. So my question is, you didn't have it in the notes here, but Yoda was also this month, correct? Yes. Okay, so... Nobody gets suspicious of Yoda or Palpatine showing up anymore, though. Right, but R2 is light side, and so is Yoda. And everyone's been wondering how the cadence for legendary events is going to go down now that there's so many of them, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, if they do throw Thrawn in here, that would throw a huge wrench in my spokes on this idea, but they're putting those two light side ones together. Are there any other light side um, legendaries? legendaries? I mean, Commander Luke kind of is. Well, true. And I was kind of thinking that... There's a chance Commander Luke's coming shortly after the R2 event. I mean, they they might kind of keep that sequence with R2 and then Commander Luke showing up because, you know. Well, he's not? such a central figure for territory battles. I wouldn't be surprised to see him next month. Not next month. Yeah. Next month's still October, but November. That's a good point. There's probably been some pushback, I would think, about you know, not bringing Commander Luke back yet or something. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when he was here, though, so I don't really have an issue with there being a little bit of a wait. But I definitely... Had I not gotten Luke, I'd probably have a different tune. I'd probably be annoyed and be like, okay, where the hell's my Luke at? Well, my first thought was when I saw R2 was coming back, beyond the fact that I was pissed I didn't see Thrawn, was... Okay, I need to farm Old Ben right now on my alt account so I don't miss CLS again on that account. Should be farming Old Ben anyway because he's amazing. Right, but I'm farming Captain Han to try and help that the guild I'm in. So, my thing is, it's like, do I f- stop farming Captain Han because I still don't have him five star on that account, or do I... Just go straight to old Ben on a hunch, you know? So. I mean, it's old Ben. <laughs> old Ben doesn't get me territory, my guildmate's territory battle the currency. That's the problem. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I, I, Who cares? I'll just double dip. Five hey, sims here, five ben. sims there. You what? Old Ben is so good in territory battles, you might be helping the guild out more by having him than getting Han. Just saying. You know, just territory points, all that nonsense. <laughs> all right. It's time for the second most exciting segment on this podcast. I think a motorcycle just drove by my front door. It sounded like a mosquito it. was flying through my ear, ear set. Hmm. Yeah, I don't say headset. I say ear set, apparently. That's all right. (laughs) I think, you know what I think we should do? What? Can we just move past this, please? (laughs) Let's talk about what came from Reddit this week. Okay. You got the first one. I'll get the second one. All right. So there was an image that kind of came down, 
and we may have to post this in our Discord channel, but it was talking about the secret to getting 41 stars in Territory Battles. Are we going to try this? You, <laughs> are we going to try this next uh, thing? I, I think we're a little far away, and I, I don't know that this would help us much, but you never know. So, Well, I'm looking at these the numbers... And the only one that we doesn't really add up for us is phase six. Well, so it might not I, get us forty one, but it could still get us more. That's okay. That's a good point. There, there is a chance it could bump us to you know thirty nine or something. We're at thirty seven last time. We're super close on phase six, the ship one. We didn't quite get three stars there. Few people, a few more people with capital ships, and we'll be good. But. Um, <clears throat> six star capital ship Stan. Um, what? so it's <laughs> on phase five and six, rather than splitting everything up and getting two stars on the middle and two stars on the bottom, you're actually better off going one star in the middle and three stars on the bottom. It costs less total galactic power to do that than it does the two and two. And I will give you the math on why. Maths. Hit us with the maths. maths. We love it. All right. So phase five. In order to get two stars and two stars, it requires 49.3 million and 41. That is a total of 90.3 million to get two and two. Now, if you go one and then three, you will notice that it is 14.1 million. To get the one star. And then if you go to the three stars on the bottom territory, it is 71.4 million, totaling up to 85.5 million. So it is 5 million galactic power cheaper to do the one than three rather than the two and two. And we're talking about vertical strips here, right? We're talking about the vertical strips. (laughs) Yes. All right. Now, on... The sixth vertical strip to get two stars in the middle territory of the vertical strip and two stars on the bottom territory of the vertical strip. It requires 72 million for the middle and 59.3 for the bottom to get the two stars. That totals to 131.3 million. And then if you look at just getting the one and three, it's 31 million and then 81 and a half million. So that's 112 and a half million. That, that is almost 20 million galactic points less to get three one three instead stars. of three two two. Yes. Yeah. That's a so, huge difference. I mean, if you're falling short on those, that is going to make a monstrous difference. I mean, it's, uh, what's the math come to? 18 or 19 something? 18 or 19 something? Yep. Million galactic power that you're actually saving. So that's not insignificant at all. That's, I mean, that's a simple change that a lot of guilds could probably do and get an extra star on the next territory battle. So make sure you bring that up to your officers if they don't already know and try to be a little bit more effective with this um i cannot remember who actually posted this uh but like i said there was an image and we'll post that image in there i will try to find out 
who it was so we can give a shout out to the creator or the uh the great finder of this information yes um, love to shout out the people with good information from reddit sorry we don't you know, know your I name have... right now but we will find you and we will shout at you all right i have to use this so uh i got a very big big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip <laughs> all right so our big tip of the week um this is something we're actually kind of going through in our guild trying to get that third star of the ships in the north territory of phase six is i think we're three or four million away so something to kind of focus on, like all those characters that you deploy, if you have mods and stuff on them, especially if they're leveled all the way, you should put those mods, make sure that your pilots have those on them because you still get the same amount of points for deployment, but that doubles for when you do your ships. And that's really important. Something else is, I know a lot of people probably know this, but take them to at least level 50 and then after that take them to level 60 if you can that way you can upgrade their abilities because the ability upgrades give a huge bonus to your galactic power you know for the amount of credits that you have to spend it's the most cost effective way mm -hmm. and then after that is probably leveling their stars up so those are two things to really keep in mind uh, you know, leveling them up all the way may not necessarily be the most effective way to get galactic power. Makes sense, yeah. Double dipping on pilots is a great way to add galactic power to yourself. Yes, it is. That was a great tip. It was a great big tip, in fact. <laughs> all right, what's next? Well, from Cap Gas, something we've mentioned before on this show, but something he mentioned on Reddit again this week for anyone that hadn't heard this already. When, slash if, Thrawn comes back this month or the next, people were asking, Thrawn's event is three phases, unlike every other legend legendary event, which is one phase, and everyone wonders why are there three phases on this one and not on any other and once again Capgast took to reddit to let everyone know that the reason that there are three phases to Thrawn's event is so that Ezra can uh, power up basically because of, with his unique he stacks offense and to continue to get attacks in before you get to Thrawn they have those extra waves so that he can uh, be attacking at a good level there once you get to Thrawn's phase so yep and that makes sense because if you've ever used ezra in arena or anything you will realize that three or four rounds into the match you know when there's a couple minutes left and he's still alive he is far far more deadly than he was at the beginning of the match and that is why that's why i love using phoenix in territory battles he him yep. and sabine yep. are love they're awesome. I love them. And they don't even need a ton of gear. I mean, really, Hera and Ezra are the two keys. I always use Ezra to call in Hera and Hera to call in Ezra. Um, that expose is nice. Yeah, they're really good. Yep. I do the opposite. I use Ezra to call in uh, 
Ezra to call in Sabine and Hera to call in Sabine. <laughs> oh, so Sabine's your big attacker? Well, de- depending on what the other other uh, the guy I'm attacking looks like, because of Sabine's extra attacks she gets. Yeah. So nice. I like um, utilizing that. Using Hera to attack the uh, like the elite characters is really useful because of the expose. You know, I mean, when they're that tanky and you're just taking 20% off the top, it does a significant more amount of damage to them than it does other characters. So even if you normally select a strong attacker, you might be better off going with Hera because she's going to do a ton to the elite characters. Maybe not so much on the other ones, but... Yeah, another one that I also call in with Hera is Kanan. Especially on the elites because that offense down is perfect yes so that is true so yep i love using phoenix i'm I'm gearing them up for my thrawn whenever it does come back but the best part about it is it's not a one and done thing like it used to be by gearing up phoenix because that's true it was like okay you only gear up phoenix to get thrawn where can i stop gearing them to be done with them but now they are me and giggles were talking about this like best pve teams and Resistance is a great PvE team. I love them. I still think they're the best, but they are heavily RNG dependent on your potency, which BB-8 really helps and we'll talk about. But Mm -hmm. as far as if I were to try to name another team PvE-wise that is just as good and can last just as long, sure, they're going to get hit, but they regenerate so much of their own health and protection. Phoenix is right up there with them to me. Especially yeah. for territory battles, yep. so. Well, they're they're definitely awesome, no doubt about that. And they're fun, man. Until I started gearing them, I never played them at all. Like even when I had them barely geared, I beat all the waves to get Thrawn at five star without really even thinking about their moves because it was just easy enough at gear uh, five or seven and eight to get him. But, uh, what gear levels are all of yours at? I have Sabine at 9, Ezra at 10, Hera at 9, and oh, wow. Kanan and Chopper at 8. So I'm working nice. on... Sabine's stuck at a droid collar, I think, at the moment. Hera's stuck at a stupid uh, stun gun. And those are the two I'm working on now, and then I'll move to... Uh, Chopper and Kanan. I like those two. Zeb is an awesome character and his stuns are awesome, but uh, he's the one that I leave out. Cool. Yeah, here in the next couple weeks, I'd like to do another video and do one on territory battle teams. So maybe if you can record some video, it might be useful. Yeah, for sure. It'd be great to kind of explain... How either of us use them. Not yep. that it's the right way, but I seem to be getting... We didn't claim it was the right way. I seem to be getting way. six out of six waves with them. Dude. Pretty much up until the... Uh, up until phase really six. Under-geared. Mine I are mean, two, like, but I was still able to get six out of six in phase five. My Ezra is max, but Hera's like level 70, gear eight. Everyone else is gear seven, level fifty something, 
And I actually, I think I got six for six once, but I usually get five out of six. They're they're pretty good. Nice. Yeah, just a little bit of bump as, as you go, and they will be ready to blast through it. And the best part is they're rebels. They're light side, so they can use to, they can be used for either of those uh, yep, missions. That's true. So, yep. Good point. Yes. All right. So tell us about this discussion that kind of happened in our Discord channel earlier today. So first, I want to point out that this discussion was spurred on by an Arnold T. 101 video that I watched earlier in the week. So shout out to you, Arnold. Thanks for putting out that video about the Guild Event Store. It was very in-depth. I enjoyed it. So I appreciate that. So but I brought the uh, brought the conversation to our Discord for our guild, talking about what everyone was buying from there and what their thoughts were. And uh, the main point that I brought forward from the video was Wondering how many people were buying the yellow gear, the gear 12 gear, up to 30, and just sticking there with them. Because they're, you can buy 10 for not a ton, and all you need is 30 to combine with the territory battle only pieces that you get. I think mm-hmm. those need 50, but uh, if you buy 30 of them, of each one, once you fill up your territory battle only gear you'll be ready to throw them on whatever tune you need them on and i thought that was a pretty good idea actually because then you're stockpiling it right when you get those things from territory battles you're ready to use it and uh as we all know waiting through refreshes for what you need can be a nightmare so i really yeah because when you need it it never shows up yeah exactly so i mean you don't have to keep buying it over and over but you know, they sell it in packs of 5, 8, 10, I think, something like that. And all you need is 30 to be ready for when you get all the other pieces. So I thought that was a really good yep. point he had. Because he was talking about whether to farm Hermit Yoda or gear pieces. Now, as far as the other pieces go, if you're a newer player that doesn't have a lot of gear 11s, some of the lower purples that you can buy in there might be good for you. Or some of the... When he talked about character shards, and I totally agree with this, is almost everything that pops up in there can be bought in another store much easier with less um, coveted currency. You know what I'm saying? Like, what stuff are you talking about? Well, let's say Leia. Princess Leia shards pop up in Guild Event Store. There's no reason to buy them with your territory battle points because they are so easy to acquire from the arena store, right? Gotcha. Or the same for Bistan or anyone that's in another store. They're easier to get there and they you're not spending precious currency on them. Yep. Like the only one I would spend currency on in there is Baze. Because he has one hard note. And that drives yeah. me nuts. But as far as that goes... That's a pretty good suggestion. And then ship, ship shards at the bottom there. There's only one ship really that might be useful to buy. Um, Bistan's U-Wing. Or Cassians. Oh, is that? Yeah. Cassians is in there also, and I don't think it's in Fleet Serpent, so it might be the only place to get it. So that's the only things that you spend on there, but then you got Hermit Yoda versus Gear. So there's been some videos this week also from some of the Game Changers and other uh, players 
showing how strong Hermit Yoda is. So, yeah, the it looks awesome. The temptation is real. So you got to yeah. figure out whether you want to wait. What was it we were talking about? Fourteen territory battles just to unlock Hermit Yoda. Well, uh, that's going to change now because I think that math was ran before the updated rewards. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember how many currency we got from just going through territory battles, but it's probably around 1,500 or so. Well, maybe not that many. I remember one day we got 750, then 3-something, and 3-something again, maybe? I don't remember exactly. But, I mean, you should average, what, 8, you know... We probably average around seven to eight thousand guild currency per um, per territory battle, so that may alter the math a little bit on how quickly you can get Hermit Yoda. Yep. One thing I've heard a lot of people talk about regarding Hermit Yoda, like if they're already dead set on him, they keep talking about buying his shards. I mean, if you really want to force yourself to commit to that, sure, go for it. However, I would highly suggest to anyone that they don't actually buy Yoda shards due to how fast they can actually come up in the shipments and the quantities they come up in. If you had all the currency to get him unlocked, it would only take a day or two of refreshes for you to actually unlock him. I mean, you're at a minimum of, what was it, 40 a day if you get the worst RNG of the rate he comes up. So... Even at that, it'd be four days. You're better off just hold on to that currency, try to save for Yoda just in case something comes along that you really need or a piece of gear or whatever. So that's kind of the strategy I'm going with. What are you doing? I'm doing the same thing. And this is what, this is talking to Nika, who was here last week with us. Um, same deal. We kind of talked about it. That was last week, wasn't it? Or is my days all I wrong? Don't I don't know. When Nika yeah. and Giggles were here, we talked about Guild Event Store. But I'm still going yeah. with the same strategy of uh, hoarding my currency. Because, A, there are two spots where Hermit Yoda comes up. I'm looking at it right now, right? Two spots where Hermit Yoda comes in. So that's two places you can buy if you've saved your currency per refresh. And how often does it refresh? Is it six hours or six 12 hours. hours? Six. Six hours? Okay, so... I, Four times a day, you have a chance to buy Yoda shards on two nodes. So, you're, and if you're not refreshing, that's four times a day, two nodes, you're going to be able to catch up buying him that quick. Now, I don't, I've never refreshed the Guild Event Store, so I don't know how many times it costs 50, if it increases after a couple, or if it's always 50, but. There's also the option to refresh and get them. So sa- yep. I'm saving my currency. I liked the idea of doing. Uh, I like the idea of doing thirty of each of the Gear Twelve ones just to be ready when they pop up because I hate yeah. sitting and waiting for what I need to come into the store. But on the other hand, I don't know if I want Hermit Yoda or Gear Twelve gear, so I'm just gonna sit on it until I decide that and then be able to buy it that way. Yep. Cool. And I think I'm up to 18k right now. So Yeah. That's where I'm at. Damn. You got more than me. I'm at like 14 something. Ah. All right. It's the time that everyone's been waiting for. 
Actually, not really. That's still not for a little bit. But <laughs> this is going to be exciting. We're finally going to talk about BB-8. That's right. BB-8. Now, I didn't think before this... Uh... So, let me ask you. Okay. What did you unlock him at? If you I... unlocked him. Yep. All the way to seven. And you've geared him and leveled him up? Yes, I took him to level 82, and I took him to uh, gear 7 or 8. I will actually pull my phone out and check. I am currently... Well, I'm currently 13 shards from getting First Order Stormtrooper to 6 stars. My First Order TIE Pilot is sitting at 0 out of 100, so the best I'm going to do on this event for BB-8 is uh, six star. I think I could get him with a few refreshes on the hard notes to 20 out of 100 on both those dudes and buy the pack and get them to seven stars. But I am really not interested in buying that $80 pack, no matter how good a value it is, because... 80 shards for three of the five characters all would go to the shard shop. And as great as the shard shop is, I don't need that currency. I mean, you've had a pretty rough week financially anyway, so... Yeah, I don't need to be spending that money on these things. My wife would kill me. (laughs) She... Yeah, yeah, we... We'd rather have you on the podcast than... Next week's audio only, because the runner of the live stream has... Been we would have McMull back. Yeah. Or McMillan. McMillan can take my spot if I ever die. <laughs> How's that? Perfect. Uh, but I got him right. to... Uh, fi- I got him to five star. Um, I got him to five star, and I wasted... I've been low on credits the past few days. I'm down in the under 500k category. But luckily for me, I have a lot of arena currency... So I've been buying millions of credits from there just to level this dude up. And I have him at 72. And I got him up to gear 8. And uh, through, leveled up all his uh, all his abilities to 7. And threw a bunch of decent mods on him. And just so that I would have some working knowledge of him as I ran him through the Galactic War today. So I can't say without a doubt that... I like this little dude. Um, mine is gear eight. I just checked. He is a stun cuff carbonti and droid collar away from gear nine. I'll probably go ahead and take him to gear nine because he's not too bad. Um, I did put an omega on illuminated destiny. That's really the only one that needs an omega if you're running him with resistance and not droids. We'll get into like what he's theory. Our theory crafting on him later. Um, first, let's talk about uh, the event. H- how difficult was the event for you? Well, since I only got to five star, it really wasn't that bad. I don't have Kylo Zeta. I don't have. Unbelievable. The, the only, yeah. Eh, I got two Zetas saved up. I still don't want to throw it on him. So what? Oh my god. <laughs> That's why. Unbelievable. I, I know. I know. What you have two Zetas saved up? What are you doing with them? Right now, hoarding. 
<laughs> well, I mean, what's your plan? Do you have a plan at all? Like My plan is to wait and uh, throw them on low grade. Oh, my God. That's a joke. That wouldn't surprise <laughs> I'm me. just joking. That would not surprise me. We'll start calling you McMole. McMillan. You gotta just join that. Yeah, just join that bandwagon and throw him on Pow. Ugh. I am farming Pow currently. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I don't know. I um, as far as difficulty went, I beat all the way. I didn't lose anyone in one through four. On five, they took out Stormtrooper because I used him to taunt, but they didn't kill anyone else. So. I know it's going to be a little harder once I have the people to do six and seven star, but as far as difficulty went through the first five, uh, they all had, I didn't even mod them. So I beat oh, wow. five star without anyone modded. Well, Phasma's modded, Kylo's modded, the other three weren't. So nice. Yeah, I beat uh, all of them pretty easily. I did lose. Uh, the Stormtrooper on the 6 and 7 star tiers. I have Zetas on Phasma and Kylo. Phasma, Kylo, and um, the First Order uh, Stormtrooper. Or, not Stormtrooper. TIE Fire Pilot. They're all gear 11. Uh, Kylo's mostly maxed. He's pretty well geared. Really, those three are all really well-geared, um, kind of for offense, and then Phasma kind of for speed. And then First Order Officer I had geared for speed, and Storm to just threw random mods on. But like I said, he was the only one I lost. It was pretty easy for my team. Um, TIE Fire Pilot's a monster whenever he's, you know, set up to do damage. Uh, but, I mean, gear 11 characters, I figured it would be. And like I said, I mean, I lost the character on both those. The difficulty seemed to be about the same to me from what I could tell. Yeah. It, Good event. I'm at the point where I'll gear them a little bit when before the next one comes up, and we'll see what happens. And then I'll just, uh, if I got a Zeta Kylo, I got a Zeta Kylo. Because yeah. from what I've seen, the dude can just take the whole thing out himself. Yeah. So. Pretty much. Yep. And that should surprise no one. <laughs> As usual. I, you know what? If we can just take a trip down memory lane. I remember when we were waiting for the Kylo um, rework to come out, and we were just so stoked that he was finally getting reworked. And then you just maxed him out the day he got reworked, and it was love at first sight. I He's one of the few that I was like... Seen his rework and was I jumped on that bandwagon very quickly. I was all aboard. Him and Boba. Yep, him and Boba. Those were my first two Zetas too, <laughs> way back in the day. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, because we used I, to talk about how your Zetas always ended up being dudes that just fit in any team with their Zeta, and mine were yep. always <laughs> synergy synergy teams, team like, Zetas. Stupid clones. Clones, yeah. resistance. Yep. Fives. Of course, some of that's paid off. Because, I mean, like, Boba, Kylo, I don't really use them that much anymore. I can still use Kylo. Um, obviously useful for this event and getting BB-8. But uh, a lot of those characters have kind of lost that luster that made them so great. And as for me, I use my resistance and clones like freaking crazy yeah 
So well, territory battles really changed things. I mean, territory battles was kind of the catalyst that made synergy teams a lot more valuable than just having Zetas on random characters that were good before and. But my focus always kind of been arena, and even so, those characters, those teams aren't that great in arena. So, can we uh, can we go off the rails for a moment? Talking about synergy teams, and this is another conversation for Discord. Here we go. Where's your choo choo train soundboard? I haven't made it yet. I was working on it before the. I know. Hey, what about this? All right, anyways. All right. So we were talking about uh, territory battles, but we were talking about the disparity between synergy teams in the dark side and synergy teams on the light side. So Ah, yes. We were talking about, like, so let's say they did make a dark side territory battles. What would Mm -hmm. you do in a dark side territory battle? Like, what teams would you yourself have to use in a territory battle? That you thought First, would, if, if they were just as hard as the light side one we have now, what team that you think could do at least five out of six on phase six? Uh, for me, my first order team, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's the easy answer. I feel like a Empire team probably would because, you know, I have Palpatine at gear 11. I have, I mean... Death Trooper, TIE Fighter Pilot. I've kind of used arena teams with them. Um, I've got some pretty good droids. I've got, you know, th- well, I guess there's only three droids, but, or my, because my B2 is not really there yet. Uh, that's But see, that's the thing, right? Kind of it. Droids are well, rough that's because... Night Sisters are coming. That is part of why I brought this up, because... There weren't a lot of going. good synergy teams, right? So Sith is another one. Sith is one. If you have Sith, I do not. Empire, which will be the main yep. one, I'd assume, just like Rebels are. I yep. have a de- very good, very pretty decently geared uh, Vader uh, Zeta team. Mm. Um, my big bread and butter will be the Imperial Troopers. Yep. Um, the thing about droids is, right, I have really good geared droids, but as we know from my drunken Reddit post, a, a normal droid team is split between dark side and light side. So you're going to have to find people to take Jawa Engineer and Nebit's spot, which is really hard to do considering what they add to a droid team. Now, there's a lot of thought that there might be some decent droid teams coming out, but that was all before Talia... What became the login, and everyone thinks the Night Sisters are this month. So, yep. I mean, it's tough. I can say Empire for sure, Imperial Troopers would be one. And uh, after that, I really, I'd have to start leveling Sith, uh, Night Sisters, maybe. At that point, if I knew I needed them, I might farm them. But uh, it's really tough, you know. So. Okay, so this is something else that was kind of brought up and was on the forums. 
or actually it was in the calendar and people were kind of talking about it a little suspiciously about the fact that in the calendar, you know, it says what rebels or something along those lines. I mean, would it oh, surprise yeah. anyone it says, if we seen the if we started seeing alternating territory battles Hoth between rebels and empire? I mean, it's not just like I said, imperial invasion or whatever. It said territory battles. It says Hoth, territory rebels. battle Hoth hyphen rebel. Yeah, and not That's, you know easy to change that to Hoth hyphen empire instead yeah. of Hoth. Imperial Invasion, which is the actual name of the territory battle. And we could, I mean, we could totally be off base and just looking into this way more than we should be, but... But we love doing that, and we always do, and we're not going to stop, true. so... That's well, that's that's a good point. But, I mean, that could be, that could be really interesting. Uh, we would definitely need more dark side characters, because it's just been such a landslide of light side characters that everybody's working on and everything now. Um, fortunately, I assume you'd still be able to, you know, use your light side in your deployments and everything. So you'd really just kind of have to work on building a few good teams, kind of like you've done with the light side. Um, yeah, exactly. That, that would be cool. Cause I feel like that'd be a lot more challenging due to the um, fact that there's way less dark side characters. Yep, exactly. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take us off that far, but uh, we had talked about it on Discord earlier this week, and I thought it was interesting how the disparity between the amount... Well, not disparity, but uh, the difference in synergy dark side teams versus synergy light side teams. Because Bounty Hunters is another one. Ah, yes. That is another good one. And I I guarantee... I'm not going to guarantee I am willing to bet that Bounty Hunters will get a rework at some point. And hopefully add in for our good friends at RFA, Hondo, at some point. What? What's Hondo? Hondo Anaka, I think that's his name. If I said that wrong, they're going to hate me forever. But uh, I want Embo. I, I want the dude with the sweet Raiden hat. Yeah, well, I want him to throw the hat. I want the days on basic because I love it. I want yep. me some Embo. But uh, hopefully with a Bounty Hunter rework, we'd get some awesome characters from there, too. There's so just so many of them that aren't in the game. So Yep. All right. Back on rails, kind of, with uh, BB-8. Say we run over his abilities and then kind of talk about him, how we used him, and what we've thought about him so far. Sounds good, man. Why don't you uh, walk us through it? Alrighty, this persistent resistance droid who empowers allies by circulating secret intel has a basic ability called Arc Welder. Uh, deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict tenacity down for two turns. If the target already had tenacity down, inflict days for two turns. That tenacity down is obviously amazing in the raids. Uh, days, eh, it's... Not so much in phase two, but phase four, that could be pretty useful. For sure. He he basically has, just runs up to him and tickles him because that damage yeah. is sad. <laughs> have you... Okay, you didn't get to use him in the raid. Have you used him in Galactic War? Yes, that is where I used him until CLS one-shot him. 
Have you noticed the really slow basic? Yes, it is quite slow. He So, if you use him, you've probably seen it. I assume it's some sort of glitch or something. But every now and then, like, when he does his basic, he will roll up to whatever he's going to attack, sit there for literally, like, two seconds, and then finally attack and roll back. <laughs> I don't know if he's just... I, I think... Uh, I don't know, he's having a malfunction or something. Uh, so, he has a special ability, Covert Data Transfer. BB-8 and a random ally who doesn't have the secret intel unique buff. Uh, BB, sorry, BB-8 and a random ally who doesn't have it gain the secret intel unique buff for three turns. Then BB-8 gains 8% turn meter for each ally with that secret debuff. And if all allies are droids, BB-8 gains taunt for a turn. So this finally gives a really good taunting droid, which is going to be key to some theory crafting we'll get into. That secret intel buff, it adds 25% potency, and whenever another ally uses a special ability, they gain secret intel for three turns. The cooldown of of Illuminated Destiny is reduced by one for each ally with secret intel. So, this is obviously the key to making his other special ability, Illuminate Destiny, work the way it's supposed to. Now, yeah, for sure. And this is, it's cool that the way this thing can spread, for sure. Yes. Because. Like a virus. It, yeah, definitely like a virus. And it, I haven't used it in a droid team, so I'm not sure how well it works because of cooldowns. But the, the way this works with a resistance team, because. With a Zeta Finn, your cooldowns are being reduced all the time. This spreads through your team almost immediately after you send it out to someone. Yep. And it, and at that point, it is every time you use that uh, special. Wait. Yeah. So every time you use that yes. special, it's dropping the cooldown of Illuminated Destiny by the number of people with that buff. And since you're using it, those specials so much to add in your, on your exposes, besides for resistance trooper, this, that cooldown is dropping really quick and we'll get to it, but I'll mention it now. That cooldown is 70 to start and yes. you would think something that high would not go down quickly. It no, definitely it does. does, especially the it way that like this, the, I don't, like I said, I don't know how it will spread and work in a droid team but as far as resistance goes that i let's see i did nine nodes with uh bb8 before he got killed and i used it in four or five of the nodes that's how quickly it dropped yeah so uh something i'd like to point out that's pretty important for this it took me a little bit to figure it out i don't know if i just wasn't paying attention or it just wasn't clicking but it took me longer than I feel like it probably should have. I was using my resistance team in phase two of the AAT, and I I think I dropped resistance pilot for BBA because my resistance pilot is just, you know, terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept having issues with the cooldown not dropping as much as it should and uh, exposes not landing because I took pretty much all the potency off most of my characters 
other than Poe. But what I figured out the issue was is Resistance Trooper, he doesn't use a special ability. Nope. Yeah. So, or he shouldn't if you're running this team because there's not much use for it unless you're, you know, getting speed down on the main tank or whatever. But he's primarily using his basics. So he will lose the secret intel buff pretty quickly when you're running a resistance team. So that's something to really pay attention to. You actually do need to keep using this ability more often than you would think in order to ensure that everyone has it. Because that 25% potency can be crucial if the enemy doesn't have the tenacity down. And... This is a good way... bb eight's a good way to be able to drop the potency on some of your characters in your resistance team for yep. more offense or crit damage or whatever stat you want to get more damage out. But sure. I would not advise that for resistance trooper because of what you said. Since he uses his basics so much and that secret intel does drop off that much, yep. you will lose... If he loses his potency in favor of offense or crit damage or whatever, the odds of him hitting that expose on basic drops drastically, and he's he's just one of those key elements in that team. You want to just keep his his potency up there almost all the time. So, yep, for sure. What's that third oh. ability that we are seventy cooldowning? The one that really matters is kind of awesome. The Illuminated awesome. Destiny Special Ability. Dispel all debuffs on all allies and expose all enemies for two turns. All allies gain 80% turn meter and gain advantage, crit chance up, crit damage up, speed up, and offense up for four turns. Droid and resistance allies recover 20% protection. This ability starts on cooldown and cannot be evaded. Whenever a droid ally scores a critical hit, reduce the cooldown of this ability by one. So if you're running a droid team, you have the secret intel on all of them, plus this is dropping whenever someone scores a critical hit. So this is, I mean, this is getting refreshed even faster, especially if you're using an AoE team of droids. Mm-hmm. Um, like... B2, for example, could be really interesting with a lot of crit chance because of how often he'll get to go. Um, but, I mean, that is a lot of buffs. That's basically like having old Ben die, you know, before his rework. Well, yeah, and I got the GIF up here on uh, GIF, GIF, however you want to say it, up on the screen on the live stream. And you can see just how much green appears after he uses this ability. It's ridiculous. Green means go. Yeah, green means you're about to kill everyone. Yeah, it's awesome. And, I mean, this is a way for Resistance to recover protection also. Uh, before Resistance, I mean, like, health was kind of important because, you know, Finn and Poke actually recover health. But now with this, you're definitely going to want to add protection because that's going to be a lot more useful. Yep. I like this ability. It's awesome. Very awesome. Uh, I would like to see it kind of work with... It, I know it would take forever, but if you could get this to work on, 
some sort of arena team and you know get all those buffs oh that'd be awesome that'd be terrible on defense but it'd be really fun on offense mm-hmm. all right let's talk about roll with the punches which is his first unique ability bba has an 80 percent counter chance this ability has a zeta that adds to it when bba attacks out a turn he calls a random resistance ally to assist so, so that basically like a means double if counter. you're it kind of is, yes. And uh 80% of the time works every time. <laughs> um if you pair him with R2 on another team that doesn't have any resistance characters, anytime he counters, he's going to call in R2, which has an 80% chance I believe to stun. So that could be I mean that could be pretty awesome and quite annoying because, you know, we all hate stuns. Well, when we're taking stuns. We like inflicting them. They like throwing them uh, out. Don't like getting hit with them. Self-preservation protocol is his second unique ability. When BB-8 takes damage, he has a 50% chance to gain foresight for two turns at the start of each encounter. If BB-8 is active, droid allies gain 8% turn meter for each active droid ally. When BB-8 evades, droid allies recover 8% health and 8% protection this is the thing that makes i mean it kind of makes jaw engineer irrelevant um that that was one of the big things i mean between kenobi and han they were kind of killed out and that was kind of due to the uh well just the fact that you could stop the crits, you know, with uh, General Kenobi, and then once you stun Jawa Engineer, the whole team's done. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. But with this guy, if you have a full team of droids, they're starting with 40% turn meter, which is almost what Jawa Engineer gives, and it cannot be evaded. You can do nothing about it. Yeah. So that is a pretty awesome opening turn. What do you think? He does... A, yeah, he pretty much does what Jawa Engineer would do for you. Problem is, as we talk about dark side territory battles, is he's still light side. So that ain't going to help you there for a droid team. But yeah, he uh, he heals when uh, he evades. And uh, all that extra turn meter at the beginning of a battle is going yep. to really help them out. Especially when uh, they start off using an AOE like HK-47 would do and uh-huh. IG-88 would do. So you're already possibly throwing down 10 off that 70 cooldown on the first turn. Then you start throwing yeah. out uh, secret intel and you're doing it even more. So. And with Kenobi, with so many Kobe's, uh, Kenobis around, if you're going to try... This guy in Arena. You're definitely going to want to be two. And this is one of those instances where, you know, fixing your tur- uh, your turn order could be really effective by having either IG-88 or HK go first, then have B2 go so he can get rid of any of the crit immunity that was created, and then have the other AoE character come in to uh, do some damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think we should get into general strategy or delay it for another 20 minutes? 
<laughs> I think I, I think we should just get into it. Why don't you do that? <laughs> All right. Uh, so the general strategy for him is use cover data tra- transfer whenever available. Jeez, this makes no sense. Use covert data transfer, which is an ability, whenever available, in order to maintain secret intel on as many allies as possible, as it's the key to ensure the Illuminate destiny getting off as early as possible. And that's kind of why, under the AI, he just kind of keeps using that same ability over and over, just to ensure that that gets turned down. And this is kind of cool, so... We have R2 that has that unique ability that gives uh, the number crunch that gives stuff to everyone passively. It's just kind of baked in. B2 kind of gives all that same stuff, except you kind of have to work for it. It's dispellable, but it's pretty significant upgrades over what R2 can do as far as, you know, damage wise, statistically. Um, stacking crit chance percentages through B8's, BB-8's module also help to reduce the cooldown on Illuminate Destiny due to the fact that every time he gets a crit, it's reduced by one. Um, and uh, this is even better against AoE teams because they will always be attacking him and he has that uh, 80% chance to counter. Now... This is on the forum post as far as synergies that we'll kind of go over real quick and then get into a couple other things for him. If BB-8 is an all-droid team with R2-D2, BB-8 will always call R2 to assist when he attacks out of turn, as R2 would be the only other resistance member in the squad. Um, the arc welder provides tenacity down to the target, which is can which can create a window of opportunity to stun tenacity up heavy teams using... R2's uh, basic ability, which is a really good point because tenacity downs really the only thing that counters tenacity up aside from just completely dispelling it. So that is that is pretty awesome. Um, now in a resistance team, BB-8's use of Illuminate Destiny under a fin lead results in heavy combination of exposed and turn meter combining to stoke the engines of the resistance attack, which is Totally true. I used him in my uh, Hiroke AT Phase 2 team today, and he was fantastic. Um, I think I got like 4.8 million, and like my resistance team really isn't that well geared, so the amount of damage they put out is pretty poor. I think I could do quite a bit better, actually, but I was super happy with that run because that's, I mean, well over double my previous best run that I've ever had in that phase. You about to say something? <laughs> yeah, I was, and then I just stopped. Okay. No, I, it's, right. I can totally see how BB-8 would help tear it up in uh, Heroic AT with taking Ray out of there. Did you take Ray out, or did fun. you take Resistance Pilot out? I had to take Resistance Pilot out. I wanted to keep her in, but she just she kind of sucks. And uh, the amount of damage that Ray puts in is pretty awesome. I had to be a little bit more particular about how I use my exposes, especially when Pogo's. Um, it's a Pogo. lot of looking at. <laughs> po- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, so funny. 
Um, it's a lot of looking at where everybody's at regarding turn meter and if there's someone else lined up with full turn meter or not, that can make a huge difference on what Poe does on that team. But uh, the last point here on Hero Synergies, R2-D2 and BB-8 form the foundation of a new HK-47-led droid team. Try filling out the team with other various droids that can combat the enemy you must tackle. For example, B2 Super Battle Droid is an excellent choice when facing enemies with heavy buffs and either IGA-6 or 88 can supply more damage. So that's kind of what we were talking about earlier with, you know, setting up that turn meter maybe to have HK go first, then B2, then IG-88, and then, you know... You'll still have you, B2. You know who could be really fun in that team? Who? That most people don't have 7-star. Chopper? Grievous? Um, MagnaGuard, because of his counter. So you're facing oh. a AoE team, or a team heavy on AoEs. If you have that a good enough crit chance on him with his AoEs, every time someone shoots it, he comes out and counters with a crit. You're ticking down that Illuminated Destiny. Man, I'll be honest, I don't really know squat about that guy, so I am getting on my phone, and I am going to go try to find this IG-100 Magna Guard. I know he has counter chance, I don't know how high it is, but seems like every time I fight him, that guy's punching me in the face every time I hit him. Well, his basic has a 60% chance to inflict offense down, which... Nowadays, with all these heavy damage teams, that can really neuter a team. Mm -hmm. But his maxed ability has 55% counter chance. In addition, Magnagar gains speed up at the start of each of its turns if it hasn't been damaged since the end of its last turn. If it already has speed up, it gains offense up. So That's not too bad. So if you, even you if you don't hit him, he's off. getting something. Yep, that is true. Um... Yeah, that that's actually a really good point. Uh, and then you also have K2SO. He might be kind of interesting on a team. Uh, More counter. That's Even higher counter. Yep. And uh, I'm sure we'll be theorycrafting. I'll probably be testing some Galactic War teams this week and just kind of see what we can come up with because, you know, why not? As <laughs> Russell Westbrook would say. Um... All Oof, right. I'm in Arizona. Why would you mention that overrated quarterback? Quarterback? You said Westbrook. Russell Wilson. I said Russell Westbrook. Oh. I heard That's Wilson. Why and I'm not? Like, you know. <laughs> I'm you okay. Know. I like Westbrook. I thought you said Wilson, and I'm like. No. I am not a Russell Wilson fan. I'll be totally honest. No. Okay, good. We're I'm on the same fan boat. of that guy. Yeah. Um, all right, so, uh, that was a lot of talking about BB-8. Um, kind of talked about him with resistance, who you should use him with. Uh, he's obviously good with raids, ray or resistance pilot. You can kind of interchange them. I tried using, uh, basically the main three, which is Trooper Poe and Finn with BB-8 and R2, that really did not go well in the raid. That could be a lot of fun, maybe in Galactic War, but just eh, the benefits from R2 just don't really help all that much since he doesn't expose and the amount of damage he does isn't great, and it's really not helping anyone 
as much as I wish it was. It might help a little bit on sustainability, like keeping them from dying, but if you're hitting a rage anyway, it might not matter. Um, yeah, so my first thought was, I, um, I feel like people are scoffing at me because I've mentioned this several times. I can't get <laughs> anyone to engage with me on the conversation about it, but... BB-8, R2, and B-2. Like, I think these three together could be just freaking awesome, to say the least. Well, if you add IG-88 and HK-47 leading, that could end up being a really good team. It could be. I think there's something better out there. I don't know what it is yet. Um, You're going to need a leader. (laughs) You are going to need a leader. That is true. Um... IG-88's leader ability is not bad, especially if you got a lot of AoEs, uh, you know, inflict, inflicting those damage over times. But I don't know. I'm going to be looking. I'm going to try to come up with something. Oh, uh, we know. It, we know you, you will. Might. <laughs> you are the random team master, and we love it here. See, and something else I thought about is you really might not even need a droid leader. Because you could still be getting 32% turn meter off the top. And there might be a leader ability that kind of makes these guys pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know. I'll be thinking. <laughs> Sounds like a good challenge. You have anything else to say about BB-8? I don't. All right. I've been wanting to use this. I will give a bit of a review on Arena Teams. You're not entitled to be there forever, so give me a fucking break with that shit. That's obviously talking about your arena, so uh, we're going to talk about Arena Teams. How's that sound? It sounds good. Sounds like the same thing over and over again, once again, to me. For me, at least. Well, we really haven't had a had an update we used to update people every week on what we're using we haven't done that in a while so um what are you using currently and how are you doing in arena all right well i don't have any gear 12 characters so let's get that right off the top of the bat unbelievable i think we covered this um i'm using wedge lead r2d2 uh churton bays and cls so okay I get Not targeted a lot, and I drop probably 15 spots a day, which isn't too terrible. Why aren't you using Raid, Raid Han? Because I don't want to take the time at the current moment to spend two stun guns and a stun cuff and whatever, or the three, two basketballs from the Heroic AT to get him to gear 11. Or he would have already nope. gotten my, one of my two reserve Zetas. Just so we're clear, he still works at gear 10. But he's squishy as hell. So. He hides behind R2 really well. I was using him at gear 10 and he was still damn good. Well, I could probably try him. I mean, it's not I out would of highly the question. suggest trying it. But he's fantastic. in whose spot? Just, so just slide CLS into Wedge's leader spot. And, and drop Wedge. And drop Wedge. That's what I would do. Maybe I'll try that tomorrow. Do you have him? Are you using him? Are you having Zeta? 
Well, I am using the CLS lead with um, Han, Old Ben, R2, and General Kenobi. Um, so, yeah, I just zated him, ye- I believe it was yesterday or the day before, and got him to gear 11. That is one Zeta I definitely don't regret. He is a total monster. Um, it's... I, I was... Whenever I was looking at it and thinking about it, I was just like, I know I hate fighting teams with him on it, but I was like, I don't see how that Zeta is that useful because that second attack does 50% less damage. And if you're thinking about basic, that, you know, does 20,000, which is pretty common... Um, only then doing extra 10,000, you're like, eh, don't really make that big of a difference. However, the big important thing that I was missing was on his basic. If the enemy has over 50% turn meter, his basic will remove 30% turn meter. If they have under 50% turn meter, he does 75% more damage. So a lot of times he'll take turn meter and then do the 75% more damage, and that second attack actually does a ton of damage. So what you're saying is, my Gear 10 Han, who I had originally planned on putting my Zeta on, would still be decent at 10. I think it would be. Like I said, I mean, I was using him at 10, um, loading him up with crit damage, and like I said, he just kind of hides behind R2, um, especially with your team having Baze in there. I mean, he's going to be hidden bet- behind Stealth and Bays, So yeah. I think you would be very happy. It's nice when you can get a stun right off the top, plus the crit chance up, the evasion. Um, not to mention, he can stun. And then when he stuns, he basically gets to go again. He basically does three attacks in a row. It's fantastic. Yeah, the he's super badass. It might make me look a lot more like the other teams in my arena and not get attacked as much. There are no wedge leads anywhere near me in yeah. the uh, 30 it's to 60 range. Definitely a little odd. And if you're fighting, you know, Thrawns or other Hans or uh, fast R2s, fast CLSs. See, that's the thing, right? I, Han slows them down dramatically. My wedge led team can beat pretty much any CLS team I've seen so far. Interesting. The ones that beat me are the ones with the faster uh, mods. But as far as all the wedge offense and heals and everything else that he gives to the team that I use, offense-wise, I don't have a problem. Like, I'll always move back down in in the top 50 for payout before I get paid out, so... That's, yeah. that's why I haven't really played with it too much. But if I can keep from being attacked as often, I would I would appreciate that. So Yeah. Uh I mean Wedge's lead is good because it's nice getting the turn meter, you know, from crits, but if you know you only have people doing single attacks, you're not getting the full benefit from it. But with Turn meter Luke, from crits, is that what you said? Yeah. He gains 10%, I think. Oh, okay. Crit. And then, uh, you know, Commander Luke obviously has the counters and the extra defense, which is quite nice. 
for Faze. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of been my project all week is working on Han Solo, uh, throwing that Zeta on him. I used him in Phase One, and basically, if people don't know how we do our AT raids, is we have we do Phase One and Two one day, and then Three and Four the next day with two hours in between the start of each phase, and we basically you don't do damage in the following phase so you kind of try to get out of that phase before it ends Mm -hmm. i had hell getting out there were like six i think there were six turns left and there was one percent left of phase one using commander luke lead with han i mean they are just freaking ridiculous i was i was Quite impressed, to say the least. Yeah, And sure. then literally probably six hours ago, I'd been s- uh, sitting on the gear for a day, just kind of going back and forth about it, but I, I, I put a gold ring on old Ben, so I've got <laughs> Commander Luke, And how long ben, did you have R2. him sitting at gear nine, using him that way? I was surprised uh, when I heard that you... Oh, he went from gear 9 to 12 between the last podcast and now. That's what I thought. Yeah. So. So, uh, he, I just wanted to make him a little bit more tanky. And then I was kind of got to the point where I was like, I really just want to get him to gear 11 so I can add the speed because he gets a speedball in 11, which is, you know, obviously amazing. And so I kind of got there. And then the rest of the gear, I was like, well, I don't really need it for anyone else. What the hell? Why not? So. Nice. I got a couple pieces are really needed from our territory battles to help make that happen. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't have happened. But right, yeah, now he's sitting on like seventy k total HP, so he's not gonna die and give everyone that offense up quite as quick. But you know, what can you do? Yep, it it happens. <laughs> you know what time it is? Tell me what time is it. I just wish that beat would go on forever. It's kind of nice, isn't it? But then you Wait, got then this. We get this. Oh yeah. I'm okay with this. Good stuff. Hell yeah. All right, is this episode three or four? I think I forgot to change the number last time. I think this is season three, episode four. Correct? Season three, episode three. I thought. Is it? Is it three? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I did change it. Because we wound up with. You had six and I had eight after the first episode. After last week, I got a technical point, and then uh, that's where we are now. Gotcha. Can you adjust that volume just a little? Is that good? That's good. All right. I was fighting myself. Ah. Okay, so I remade this to where the music would naturally be lower, and I forgot to put it on the soundboard, so... (laughs) I, uh, this week I cleaned the office a little and uh, I got rid of my board cleaning towel. <laughs> uh oh, that's not good. It's all about the hand this week. All right, so uh, we had a request.
request from the question master himself, Deadshot. Uh, apparently, he uh, he got some help this week. Um, one of our guildmates, Optimus. Thank you for helping out with questions. And Tesh Car. Oh God, I'm gonna butcher this. Tesh Karen. <laughs> Karn? Tesh Karen. Please let me know if I how bad I butchered that. Um, yeah, those two helped out with the questions this week, so we really appreciate the three of you. Thank you very much. For sure. We're glad you enjoyed so much you want to pitch in. That's awesome. Yeah, no kidding. All, All right. right. Let's well, get to some questions. I'm going to open up this uh, PowerPoint, turn my head blue, not be able to see anything, and get this going. I'm going to hide you and hide the live chat. Goodbye, live chat. <laughs> Goodbye, Dan. All right. Shattered Ordea, Orderia Ura, Trivia. Woo! <laughs> All right. Trivia number one. One point. Here we go. In territory battles, under CLS lead, Chirrut Imwe is facing six snowtroopers. Is this counter chance above or below 250%. You want me to read it again? Or did you catch that? Yeah, go ahead and read it again. In territory battles, under CLS lead, <laughs> Chirrut Imwe is facing a six facing six snowtroopers. Is this counter chance above or below 250%? That number just is sticking to my head. Like, where did they pull that from? Now I'm trying to... That's a big number. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of counter chance. So, I think this comes from the fact that Chariot's Unique gives a percent, a certain percentage of crit chance based on the number of enemies, if I recall correctly. Yes. So, let me pull out my phone and just play... Oh, you cheater. How's that cheating? You do math in your head? Oh, you better be doing math. You better not be checking the game. That's cheating. No, no, I calculator. Oh, you know, I'm pointing right you back at the screen. Up. Look right there. All right, better be a calculator. Don't be looking at my math. All right. Um, I don't trust your maths. <laughs> I don't either. Let's be honest. That's why you got a calculator. I did mine in my head. My problem isn't the math, it's the memory. I don't really recall what that percentage number is. I think I know, but I'm not 100%. So, um... I do have my answer, though. Me too. Alright. I'm actually going to put the percentage that I think it is, also. Lucky for us, that's not a point. <laughs> but I'm curious how yeah. close you are. All right. All right, what'd you get? I put below because I think it would be 135%. All right. I also put below because all my maths meant, like, each empire would give him, like, over 30% counter, so... Uh, actually, Holy. I think it'd be 150%. Well, there it is. What is it? So, it is 34% times 6 from the 6 appointments. So, it is over 30%. 34%? Yes. Per, per, per snowtrooper. 
Plus you get Jeez. plus you get one hundred percent from CLS lead. So the answer is above at two hundred fifty-four percent. No, 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 no. You get fifty percent from CLS lead. You don't get a hundred percent. Is that what it is? Uh huh. I'm quite confident in this. I am going to look at the game now. I am pulling up leader, and it says Rebel allies have plus fifty percent counter chance. So where do we get the hundred from? They um, now Luke himself, he has a hundred percent counter chance from the beginning because of uh, his special unique buff. Whenever he doesn't have it, he has an additional fifty percent counter chance, but that's only for him. Right. So he has a hundred percent counter chance. So if they were thinking about that, that could be the thing. But if it's fifty percent, thirty, what, what would it be? Thirty. Four, how many characters did they say? Six. 34 times six plus Basically, it would be 200, okay. 204%. That's, no, that makes it 254. Does you it? You said it's 34%? Yeah. 34% times 34 six. 34 times six. There's 204 plus the 50 is 254. Yeah, so, so it is over. The answer that they put is... Um, it, it was just explained weird. So it is 254, but not 100% from CLS, only 60, uh, 64. Or 50. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Regardless, the answer so, is above, and we both missed it. Yeah. That's a... Damn, that's a lot of crit chance. Is it crit chance we were going for? Or not crit chance. Counter, counter chance. chance. Okay. Yeah. I'm brain dead. Everything's late. It's after midnight here. <laughs> Dude, alone. everything is going crazy right now. All right, what's the next one? All right, let me get back into the... Uh, all our questions on what made that answer correct pulled me out of the uh, PowerPoint. All right, I'm back in. Next question. In okay. our beloved Shattered Order, who has, was... There's a point for each correct answer. Who oh, has, God. slash, was the... First to assign a dark side Zeta and has all three Zetas on CLS other than you, Wink. Mm. Gosh, this is... I was going to say, when you said that second one, I was like, ooh, I know one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, me too. I would have got that one right for sure. <laughs> I'm going to say, I know, I'm going to guess my second answer. No, that that's definitely not right. My second answer? No, I'm not even looking at your deal. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I had an idea for my first answer, but then I realized that that person would wait and see how Maul did before throwing his aid on him. So I'm going to change my answer. So it's not Nika. Is what you're saying. <laughs> that is basically what I'm saying. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, that's a tough one. And then the second part was all three Zetas on CLS. Man, that one, I don't have the foggiest freaking clue. All right, I got my two answers. I don't know if either of them is right, but I got them. All right. I am showing my answers. And... My answers are Giggles and then Elon. 
All right. My answers are Ducca and Christopher. Mm. <laughs> awesome. First dark side Zeta, Nico. Get the f- <laughs> your kid. I wrote it down and changed. It. I'm like he's too stingy. He wouldn't do. Are you kidding me? Nope, that's the answer. Unfreaking believable. <laughs> and all I knew he was an early mall adopter, but I ah oh, thought he would have waited till after at least someone else was a dark side Zeta in our guild. Oh my god. How did he mall? He Zeta mall before uh, anyone Zeta Boba or yeah Boba. That's crazy. I may have to challenge us. <laughs> All Zeta on CLS was Mustanger. So, I did mm. not get either right, and I did not see... Yep, I didn't get that either. Jesus. I'm going to have to ask Ducko what his first Dark Side Zeta was, or what his first Zeta was. Mine was Boba, and I did that pretty much as soon as I got Zetas, but I'm pretty sure... Uh, I'm, you know, Nika, I'm sure. Mine... Unlocked. Zetas way before I did, so... Mine was... Cody, so and that was oh, like yeah. two months after Zeta's were a thing. Trivia three: Who needs the most gear salvage pieces in the game? Gold, purple, blue, white, and green pieces combined. Wait, repeat that one more time. Who needs the most gear salvage pieces in the game, including gold, purple, blue, white, and green combined? How many characters are in the game? 116 or 20 or something like that. So I have a 1 in 116 chance because That's literally, I feel. literally I am pulling things out of thin air. So, gosh, this is rough. Most gear salvage pieces. Are Carbontes considered salvage? I mean, yeah, they would be. Okay, like then... One Carboni's 50 salvage. All right, then I've got an answer. I don't know if my answer's right, but I got an answer. I'm going to put two answers. My bottom answer is not the one that I'm actually guessing, mm-hmm. but it was the first thing that I thought of, and if it's the correct answer, I'm going very pissed <laughs> I am showing my answers what and, you got? Uh, I can't see them my answer is Thrawn mm-hmm. and then my backup answer was TIE Fire Pilot alright I went with General Kenobi that's a good guess oh wow the answer is Kanan Jarrus wow with 2835 yep, pieces 310 gold 1740 purple pieces 570 blue 86 green and 129 white that is a lot of gear that went along with my thinking though because my thinking was it was going to be a tank and Kanan Jars is a tank so oh yeah that's a good point I just remember hearing about all the Carbonis that uh, Thrawn needed so I was just kind of thinking well Lots of pieces with 50 salvage. Maybe it's... Well, Carbonti's like crazy on Kenobi. That's why I went with him, so... Yeah. Although that should... That's probably the wrong logic because that's only 
50 salvage per piece versus somebody that has, you know, a couple stun guns or whatever. I mean, stun guns double that double in one up piece pretty quick. So, anyway, next question. And that would make sense because Kanan should get just a gear nine, needs two stun cuffs. Oh, really? Yeah, he's rough. I just had to close my eyes because it accidentally went forward. So if you get this one right, I'm going to have to... Um, I will get it right. The That's the problem because I saw it. Uh, cheater. All right. Go, 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 ahead and, go ahead and read it. We'll see if I can get it. Okay. Okay. The following four characters have the ability to cleanse a target ally. Which one does not cleanse himself as well during this move? Captain Han, First Order Officer, Thrawn, or Kanan Jarrus? I'm going to say, what was the first answer? Captain Han, Solo. I'm going to say Kanan. All right. The answer is, Kanan only cleanses the target ally. Nice. So I get a point for that, and you don't, because you cheated. Because <laughs> I misclicked. But that's okay. I'll keep my nine instead of eight from last week's question that I got a point from that we really didn't uh, know if it counted. So you're within uh, one. You're within two again. Oh, I won't really take a point on that one, since you cheated. I'll take half a point. At least. You know what? I'll take the whole point. Take the you whole point. The whole because, point? Yeah, take it because okay. I got the uh, point for it. closest amount of characters in the uh, cantina with four when there were ten. Uh, that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. I'll erase your minus one. All right. Trivia five. Which of the following is the last that new accounts unlock? Galactic War, Arena, Squad Cantina, or guilds. That's tough. <laughs> I know this recently changed, so. Mm. I got an answer what were the though. Choices again: Galactic War, Galactic Arena, War, Arena Squad, Cantina, and Guilds. I see logical reasons why each one of them could possibly be last. Let me, uh, I'm going to rank them just off what I know and see if I'm right. Oh, that's a good idea. So are you doing, uh, like, which one you get first and then going on from there? Yeah. what I think the order is and what levels I think you get them. I don't know that they'll give us the answer to those, but this is how I came not, up with my answer, so. I'm not doing levels, but. You got your answer? I am almost finished. All right. And I'm finished, and I am showing 
then my answer will go Arena, then Galactic War, then Cantina, and finally, at the end, you get Guilds. Alright, I will say this, my original thought was Guilds, but I think it's Galactic War. Fuck. Yeah. And it is Galactic War. God bless America. So my answer was Galactic War. Galactic War unlocks the latest at level 40. I got the level wrong on that, but... Cantina unlocks at 8, I believe. Arena now unlocks at 28. Guilds unlock at 30. And I thought Galactic War was 32, but apparently it's 40. Interesting. I was just... See, my logic... My original logic was that Galactic War would be last because you have to have a lot of characters to be able to do it, so you have to have ways to build up your characters. Mm -hmm. And then... I knew Galactic War took a long time, but I did wasn't sure if it was after 30 or before it. But since Squad Arena was at 28, I didn't think that Squad would be after Galactic War, so I figured it was after Guilds at 30. Or maybe yeah. Guilds are 32. Maybe that's where the 32 comes in. But anyways, I got Galactic War. Damn it. You're up by three. Back to the 10 to was 7. that the last question? That was or... the last question for today. Damn. All right, you're up by three. Next week's final week. Um, <laughs> next week, you get to do your punishment, and we get to figure out who will be punished next. Yes, we shall. Very exciting. Can't wait. <laughs> Perfect. Well... Uh, anything else that you feel that you need to get off your chest before we get the hell out of here? Uh, just to check us out on Twitter, at Shattered Order. If you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Shattered Order. Check out our Discord. It's in our bio on Twitter. I'm going to get us a, um, discord.me link. So we can just throw that out there every week. And so look for that next week. And um, yeah, just check us out there. Subscribe to us on YouTube and your podcast listener of choice. Yep. And uh, thanks Always for hanging out with us. for reviews. Absolutely. And, uh, like we mentioned off the top, we're kind of going to redo our Patreon rewards kind of. Just make those better, hopefully. Uh, we are totally open to suggestions on, like, the $5 rewards and up. Uh, so hit us up if you have any ideas or anything like that. And, um, you know, we will go from there. And like we said, end of the month, we're going to start doing that audio Q&A for our Patreon listeners. So if you are one of those and you want to hear yourself on the podcast join there and uh, get us your questions yep I agree it'll be fun the next time like it was last week so cannot wait exactly well thank you everyone for listening we will check you later see ya Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.